Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the House of Abraham. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode nine. Today is Tuesday, October 19th. Boy, I've got a lot to say today. (laughs) There is so much to talk about on this episode. I almost feel like maybe we need two episodes. Uh, So technically, this is going to be like a segment one segment two, but I promise you, I will tie it all in together. So, you know, again, with my busy schedule now, I try to get in as many episodes as I possibly can a week, but unfortunately, things get tied up and it is what it is. So, what we're going to do is, because there is so much to talk about, this is going to be a long episode. So, if you have a short drive in the car today, you may want to save this one for another time. This is not going to be one of my 15 or 20 minute episodes. This is probably going to be a 45 minute episode. There is so much to talk about just in the short space of time since the last episode. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, (laughs) a lot. There's so much in the news. There's so, so many topics. So without further ado, first thing I have on my list is culture is now politics politics is now culture. Somebody once said that culture is downstream from politics. Perhaps that was the case 10-15 years ago. I personally do not believe this to be true anymore. I believe they are unfortunately one in the same. I think it's really great when things are separated. I think it's really great when there is a separation of church and state. I think it's really great when culture and politics can be separated and we can all kind of compartmentalize things into their own little categories to keep them separated. Just like the song says, you got to keep them separated. Anyway, (laughs) shout out to my 90s kids. So culture is politics now. That's just the unfortunate place where we find ourselves. It is what it is. Um, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Unfortunately, and I do mean that unfortunately. So, next thing we have on our topic, this is really the biggest one. Pretty much every podcaster, news network, anybody who's anybody in any kind of media is talking about Dave Chappelle's Netflix special. That's all anybody's talking about. You go to Ben Shapiro, you go to Tim Pool, you go to Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan, uh, Andrew Schultz. Anybody who is anybody in the podcast world is talking about Dave Chappelle's Netflix special and the ramifications of it all, right? So why is it so important what he did and what he said? Why are trans folks actively trying to cancel him? Uh, Will those efforts actually do anything to him? And what are his thoughts post-show? Well, so it's so important because it highlights so many things that are currently going on in the political spectrum and in the world of entertainment. Because these things used to be so separated, because they were 
even though technically, you know, I'm not saying that entertainers have never been political because that's nonsense. I could rattle off, I don't even know, 20 or 30 musicians that were political. Absolutely. Um, but even in those times, it seemed like we still found a way to keep it separated, right? And, and you know, we kind of parceled off, hey, that's, yeah, he's, he or she is singing about that, but that's not necessarily where we're all going right now. But unfortunately, in these times, and with everything being so politically polarized, it is, it's all tied in. And it's not separated. So, in case you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's new Netflix, The Closer, go do it as soon as you get done listening to this podcast. In fact, don't even listen to this podcast. If you are at home and you have Netflix, go watch Dave Chappelle's The Closer. If you don't have Netflix, go get Netflix. It's like $14 a month. It's worth it. I cannot say... I don't even know what words to find to describe this this Netflix special. It is... Ugh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I have a lot to say about it. Um, so, let's get into the meat and potatoes of why he's quote-unquote in trouble and in danger of being canceled. That's all anybody talks about anymore is you're, you're going to get canceled. Don't say that or you're going to get canceled. They're going to cancel you if you say that. That's all anybody says anymore in radio, TV, podcasting, movies, whatever. The threat of being canceled by a quote-unquote group of people who strongly oppose whatever it is that you said or didn't say, taken out of context, in context, whatever. The threat out there is real. It used to be a joke. I can remember when people were talking about cancel culture in kind of a funny, cheeky kind of way. Those days are over. It is a legitimate thing. You say something that a group of folks, whether they're marginalized or not marginalized, disagree with, congratulations. Your show will get shut down. You could possibly get fired from your job. You could lose your whole life, your livelihood, everything. Just because a small swath of people heard what you said or took out of context what you said, Almost 100% of the time, what you said was taken out of context, and then that will be used against you. Not even in a court of law, because at least in a court of law, you can defend yourself and have some rights. In this court, you are deemed 100% guilty, no trial, no lawyers, no nothing. You're just guilty. That's what you said. That's what we're going to do. You're done. The end. So, for those of you out there who do not own a TV or Netflix, this is what happened. Basically, Dave Chappelle had this special on Netflix, still up, still out there. Netflix refuses to take it down. Good on them. Good job. Uh, in, in which he told some jokes and he said some things about the LGBT, LGBTQT, in so many letters. I feel like I'm saying the entire alphabet. The LGBTQT community and the trans community, which... I guess you can't lump those two together or else you're a bigot and you should roast in hell for the rest of your life. So Dave Chappelle, being the comedian that he is, uh, he is not afraid to say things that need to be said. So we got on there and he just made some comments, made some jokes. Basically what he said was, I don't know how in the world the trans movement is getting more attention than the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, 
to that end, I have my own personal feelings about the BLM movement. I think it's ran by a secret squirrel backing organization that's nothing but a bunch of white people and communist sympathizers who just have the facade of Black Lives Matter when really that's not at all what they care about or what they're pushing for. Um, but that's just my own two cents on that. Anyway, uh, so basically, Dave Chappelle just said, hey, I don't understand how the trans movement is getting more attention than anything else on planet Earth. And why is it that you're allowed to, you know, call a black person an awful name? You know, you can call black people terrible things and, and say awful things to them. But you're you're not allowed to say something about a trans person. That's unacceptable. <laughs> That's basically what he said, more or less. I watched the whole special. I actually technically watched, watched it twice. And I, I did not hear anything coming out super like poignant that was like, hey, trans people are terrible or trans people are pieces of garbage. Or he at no point in time said anything that was super, super offensively direct at the trans community. Other than if you'd like to take everything that he said out of context which obviously they did. But what he did say was, I don't understand why your movement is so much more important than the black black people's movement. Why African Americans are getting less press and, and kind of uh, why they're less sovereign than you are. What makes you so special is what he was basically saying. That's a, a question that we should all be allowed to ask. I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, LGBTQT, whatever it is you sit on. We should all be allowed to ask questions. Asking questions is what makes us human. That makes us uniquely human. If we can't ask questions about ourselves and each other, then what are we even doing here? What is the point of this human experience then? And that's all Dave Chappelle was doing. He was just simply asking a question. Why are you so special? Why can't I make fun of you? You can make fun of me. You can say all kinds of horrible, you know, trashy, racist things about me, but I can't retort. I'm not allowed to say anything back. What's that? That's unfairness. That's manipulation. That's one side having immense amount of power over the other. And all Dave Chappelle was trying to do was level the playing field. And for his sins, the good folks at Netflix are trying to stage a walkout claiming that he's transphobic. (laughs) So, obviously, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack. Um, I don't know. I, I will tell you this. Dave Chappelle, if you watch the special a couple of times, you will hear him repeat multiple times throughout the special that he is not anti-trans or anti-LGBTQT. In fact, at, at several points throughout the show, he says, you are not listening. He says it deep and heavy into the microphone. You are not listening. If you believe I'm anti-trans, then you are not listening. He says, at one point, I don't have any issues with gay, straight, trans, whatever. If you really listen to my show, if you really go back and listen to my specials, my issue is with racist white people. That's where my issues lie. 
I do not have problems or issues with gay, trans. I don't care what you do with your sexuality. That's that's your business, not mine. That's not me to decide. That's for you. I just like making jokes because I'm a comedian. (laughs) That's my job. My job is to say funny things that get your brain pan moving and stirring and get you thinking about things. Critical thinking about what's going on in our current world issues. You can't get the thoughts stirring if you don't ask the hard questions, if you don't make the hard comments. You have to. Somebody has to. CNN certainly isn't going to do it. So the funny thing is they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. Well, good luck trying to cancel arguably the greatest comedian of all time. The man is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and now he owns the rights to his own show, The Chappelle Show, which he finally won recently. He's had his time. Dave Chappelle's been around, I think, 30 years. He's stupid rich. Go ahead and try to cancel him. I guarantee you he could care less. And that's the thing that makes him so dangerous. And fantastic. But he's a comedian, y'all. He's supposed to say things that raise up the hairs on your arms. He's supposed to make you use critical thinking to think about current topics and issues that are facing our world. A famous person once said, comedy is a rhetorical exercise. It's not about you or your feelings. You know, uh, I thought the special was beautiful. I thought it was incredible and well-written, masterful, thought-provoking, very engaging, and his messaging was just about right on time as you could possibly be. And if you think about who Dave is, ultimately he is the left liberal leftist worst nightmare. He is a straight, super intelligent black dude with more money than Bill Gates, who cannot be controlled or manipulated. He is, in essence... Cancel proof. (laughs) You can't scare that man. Good luck. He's been around for so many years. He's got so much clout. People call him the goat. Good luck trying to cancel him. Have fun with that. So, again, as I said at the top of the show, we've got a lot to cover. And so we're going to slide right into what would technically be the next segment. But we're just going to slide right into the transition, all right? So, this actually ties right into our next well-known celebrity who is currently on the chopping block for trying to be canceled. Joe Rogan. Arguably the greatest podcaster that has ever lived. I wouldn't even say arguably. That would mean that there's some other podcaster out there as big as the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, If they exist, go and find them and bring them to me because I'd like to know about them. There is Joe Rogan, and then there is every other podcaster on planet Earth. Most of us would not be doing this if not for Joe Rogan. He is... He's hes, he's the Michael Jordan of, of podcasting. There is nobody else. He is the man. The man. So, what's going on with Joe Rogan? Well, pretty much the same thing that's going on with Dave Chappelle. CNN, the Communist News Network, recently, as of about two or three months ago, went live on air and said to the entire world and the nation 
that Joe Rogan had contracted COVID and was using horse dewormers to try to fight it off. Basically making fun of him and saying what an idiot he was for taking animal dewormer. So Joe, being the absolutely brilliant human being that he is, rather than going on CNN and firing back in a quick little three to 15 minute you know, little quip session where basically people just trade back and forth commentary and nothing ever, ever gets resolved. Joe being much smarter, much wiser than CNN certainly could ever dream of being, decided, you know, I think the way I'm going to handle this is I'm going to have the head of CNN medical correspondent on my show. So Joe made a call out to Sanjay Gupta, the CNN medical head correspondent, and said, hey, man. Why don't you come on the show? Let's just uh, let's just talk, you know, like buddies, like friends. You know, how you doing, man? What's up? And Joe, in his infinite wisdom, and being so much smarter than anybody who's at CNN, made Sanja feel very comfortable. And at first, seemingly like, hey, man, we're just a couple of guys having a conversation. Just a couple of friends. Just a couple of buddies. And then after Sanja kind of sunk into the seat a little bit and got comfortable, Joe opened up his flak vest and pulled out his machine gun and went to work. (laughs) It was ridiculous to watch this onslaught of verbal desecration. So CNN thought it would be really great to try to smear a guy who was just minding his own business. Joe Rogan wasn't even in CNN's purview. He, I don't think, has ever said anything on his show remotely insulting to the Communist News Network. But you know how the left is. It doesn't matter if you're a friend or foe. If they label you as an enemy of the state, you're you're a new target. And good luck, because they're coming for you. The only problem is they picked a fight with the wrong person. CNN really should have done their research more and figured out who they were actually picking a fight with. So, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of Sanjay Gupta. It took some guts for him to come on Joe Rogan's show, knowing the things that CNN had lied and basically manipulated on national television about a guy who was just trying to get well. Joe had covid At what point in time is it wrong to try experimental things to try to make yourself better when you have something like COVID-19? And Joe's not 19 years old. I believe Joe is in his mid-50s. He technically is in the higher risk category. Why not take something to get better? But that's how silly of a world we live in now where if you do something that is politically unsound to try to make yourself well again, You'll get raked across the coals. Well, again, CNN picked a fight with the wrong guy. They really, really, really should have researched this better before they went on the hunt for Joe Rogan. Because let me tell you, it did not end well for Sanjay Gupta. So again, Joe makes Sanjay very comfortable on the couch. And hey, man, we're friends, man. We're buddies. We're dudes. Yeah, you're my buddy. And then Joe starts basically just verbally hammer fisting Gupta into the ground. So at one point, Joe says, why did you guys, and by you guys, he means CNN, 
go live on air and tell the entire world that I was taking horse dewormer. And before Sanjay even has a chance to answer, Joe's like, you know that that was a lie, right? And you do know that this lie came from the medical experts, quote unquote, at CNN. Aren't you the head of the medical correspondent? So wouldn't that technically make you the head of this lying manipulative snake? To which Sanjay at one point was overwhelmed with all of this truth that was hitting him in the face and he just couldn't handle it. And he actually stepped back and pulled the mic back a little bit from his face and said, hey, wait a minute, you know, can we slow down here? I just, I kind of feel like things are moving a little fast. (laughs) No shit, Gupta. Things tend to do that. You and your lying manipulation factory over there at the Communist News Network should have thought this through before y'all decided to go and take on arguably the most popular, successful podcaster on earth. You all thought Joe was just some dumb, testosterone-filled, bald-headed, dum-dum, punching bag. Moron. Turns out he's way smarter than all of you. And more well-liked, more well-respected, and has more cultural clout. They didn't expect the retaliation from Joe Rogan that eventually would visit their door. They thought that CNN would be able to just do the thing that they always do, which is go on and destroy someone's life from the inside out, say horrible things about people, and then watch their careers fall apart. The thing that they didn't count on was Joe Rogan ain't the one. Joe Rogan ain't the one, and Dave Chappelle certainly ain't the one. So, I guess really, what is to be taken away from this? What are we seeing from the 10,000 foot perspective? Two people at the height of their profession. One, the greatest comedian of all time. And the other, the greatest podcaster of all time. Both being attacked and drugged through the mud by the left. A CNN correspondent that I witnessed on TV, I believe it was two years ago, once said, live on CNN, Hey Republicans, you may have the guns and the money and various other advantages, but we liberals, we have the culture, which you'll never have dominion over. To which I would say, well lady, you keep picking fights with cultural giants like Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan. You're going to lose that last liberal safe place. I should say congrats, fellow conservatives. Welcome to the new age, where now Republicans are considered counterculture. (laughs) Who would have ever thought? Conservatives. Counterculture. Wow. That's where we are now. I would have never thought that. I don't believe the left would have ever thought that either. But that's what happens when you keep poking the dragon. You keep poking and you keep poking and you push people out of the party who once supported you and believed in you and spoke for your cause. Now you tell them that they're not liberal enough. Now you tell them people like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is very much liberal very much liberal Democrat. He's gone on rants about how much he hated uh, Donald Trump. Can't stand the right. Can't stand Republicans. Do you all see what you're doing? 
You're eating your own tail. You're swallowing yourself. You're pushing out cultural giants that support you and telling them that they're not on your team anymore. They're not supporting the cult narrative. So what you're going to do is you're going to push these guys out and they're going to take all of their people with them when they leave. And you're going to lose the culture war. You may have already lost it. Joe Rogan has, I don't know, 100 million followers. Maybe more than that. 500 million followers. Y'all pushed him out. He's going to go from somebody who used to just be middle of the road. Didn't really have a side. Picked on the left, picked on the right. Didn't really consider himself Democrat or Republican. You guys are going to flip him. You're going to flip him from a man who used to just kind of be more of like a libertarian to now he's going to become more right, more conservative because of you, not because of anything we said or did. We'd certainly love to have him on our side, but I mean, we'll take him. Absolutely. The largest podcaster on planet Earth. Sure. I'd love to have him on our side, on our team, but we didn't, we didn't hunt for him. You know? We, we didn't go out there, you know, pushing for him to be on our team. You, you did this to you, liberals and Democrats. This is your fault. This is what happens. You go out there and you tell people how they have to be. And if they don't fit into your little perfectly cookie cutter sheet paper, then you're out. Get out. You're out. Not only are you out, but we're going to come after you. We're going to come after your career, your livelihood, your family, your friends. We're going to destroy your life because you are no longer in this cult. And I think people are starting to wake up and see this. And it's unfortunate that it has to happen through famous people and celebrities. But it is what it is. You all kick Joe Rogan out of the cult. He's going to take everybody, all of his followers with him. You all push Dave Chappelle out. He doesn't care. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need us either. Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle don't need either of us. That's the thing. They don't need love from the Democrats or the Republicans. They're doing fine. Joe Rogan could stop podcasting tomorrow and just go live up in the mountains of Montana and hunt mule deer for the rest of his life. uh, I guarantee he'd love that. Don't threaten him with a good time. So, here we are. Culture and politics. Politics and culture. One and the same. And now we have the Democrats going after celebrities who used to be on their team. It's all going to collapse in on itself, folks. The culture war is upon us. It's happening right now. And I think the best thing that Republicans and conservatives can do is just sit here quietly and keep our mouths shut. Let the left do all the talking. Let the left take the shovel and slowly bury themselves alive. Because right now, we don't have to do anything. We just have to sit back and watch them eat themselves. And that's exactly what's happening. 
So to my fellow conservatives and Republicans out there, don't get caught up in the mix. Don't don't get caught up in the minutia. Sure, we could talk about it and discuss what the issues that are going on. That's what this show is. But to the people way up in the party, just sit back quietly and just let it all go down because I guarantee you the left is just going to continue to sabotage itself. They're going to push these big giants out. The giants are going to go back and tell all their listeners and fans, hey, I know I was kind of on the left, but look what they've done to me. Look what the left has done to me. I was a huge supporter of them, and look what they've done to me. They've done nothing but judge me, try to cancel me, and destroy my life. Does that mean that Dave Chappelle is going to wake up tomorrow and go out on stage and be like, Trump 2024. No, probably not. That's unrealistic. But does it mean that he's going to be the mouthpiece for the left? Absolutely not. 100% no. Now, Joe Rogan, I don't know. That could go the other way. Dave Chappelle's a comedian, so comedy, its messaging is different than a podcast. Joe, technically, if he wanted to, could get really pissed off the left and be like, you know what? I was never a Republican or conservative, but I'm switching parties. F you. Now this is happening. Now the JRE is going to become the JRE plus conservative Republican views. And this is all your fault. CNN, if you would have just left well enough alone, if you would have just left me alone, I didn't pick on you. Why did you start a fight with me? So here we are in the culture war. It's interesting to see where this will go and where it will turn up. So that's the two segments that I wanted to tie together. The the Joe Rogan experience and CNN, that was a big issue. Watching that, if you all have not seen that yet, go and do it. Go, Go get on YouTube and Google search or YouTube search. Joe Rogan and Sanjay Gupta. That interview is just incredible. It sheds so much light watching Sanjay Gupta squirm in that seat as he just spills over mouthfuls of garbage of lies. He knows. He knows he's caught. He knows Joe Rogan's got him right where he wants him. He knows. Sanjay Gupta is a very smart man. He's a doctor. He's smart. He's not stupid. He knows that he got caught. CNN got caught, and he got caught in a major lie, and a podcaster, an ex-MMA commentator, busted you out on YouTube. How embarrassing is that? Sanjay Gupta and his cohorts over at CNN should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Yep. So, again, this is where we are, folks. Uh, I couldn't wait to talk about these things. I was so excited. I woke up this morning and immediately came in here and wrote all this stuff down. Just a lot going on. Busy, busy times that we find ourselves in. So, again, in closing, if you're a conservative Republican out there, congratulations. You are now considered counterculture. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the House of Abraham. It was truly a joy and honor and a pleasure bringing you some of these stories and things that are going on around our world. Uh, in spite of all of the hate and anger and fear-mongering that is going on in this world, please remember that your democratic liberal brothers and sisters are still human beings. We love them. We need to be kind to them and treat them with respect and love. Treat them the way that you want to be treated. Pray for them. Love them. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Thank you all so much, and I will see you on the next episode.